0: to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Ryan Ripley here. Before we get into this interview with Ellen Gottesdiener, just wanted to let you know about a few things coming up. I'll be speaking at Agile 2016 this year, speaking about the business of Agile, better, faster, cheaper, and would love to meet as many of you as possible. So if you're going to be at Agile 2016 this year, please do reach out, say hello, and perhaps we'll we'll try to meet up and, and have some great Agile talks while we're there. But other than that, just wanted to say thank you for the continued support, all of the wonderful comments on the RyanRipley.com site, uh, your wonderful tweets, emails, and reviews on iTunes. All of that helps so much to spread the word about the show and to just keep that engagement going strong. So I just really appreciate you, all of you being out there, all of you listening, and thank you so much for that support. So without any further ado, here's Ellen Godestiner. Processes and tools dominate today's Agile discussions, but we are devoted to the individuals and interactions that make it work. From the beginner to the veteran practitioner, we have something for you. Welcome to Agile for Humans. All right, we are back at The Ohio State University at the Path to Agility Conference. Joining me now keynote speaker, Ellen Steiner,
1: Beautiful. Ellen, how are you? Great.
0: Did I? I got it right. You are fabulous. I am known for butchering names, so <laughs> I, I'm not going to try to say it again, but we, from now on, it's Ellen. Yeah. I can Ellen say Ellen. Ellen Steiner. No, very good. So, Ellen, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I know me. you're very busy. You've got uh, keynotes and book signings and all that going on, so I really appreciate you carving out a few minutes. Very interesting talk you've given. I, I think as, as we were talking out in the hall, I think you have weaponized discovery. <laughs> and I thought it was a really, just a really interesting talk. And was that your intent? What, were you going with this? You know, what, or have I totally missed the point?
1: No, well, I, I really love that expression, weaponizing discovery. Um, it's been many years that we've been working in this space and right. going back to the beginning of days when Agile became a cool thing to talk about (laughs) Um, I had been doing uh, facilitated sessions with teams to help them collaborate around you know discovering the right thing to build and the Agile manifesto coming out and the Agile community getting let's say sort of religion around the the value of collaboration and facilitation was really wonderful for me Um, so well, let me tell you basically what I talked about this morning in a, in a nutshell. Sure. Is that discovery is as important as delivery. And we have these cycles of discover, deliver, discover, deliver. Right. right? And I have showed this, uh, an infinity diagram, which is actually on the cover of the book, Discover to Deliver, Agile Product Planning and Analysis that I co-wrote with Mary Gorman. Yep. And, um, we need to put what I've been discovering <laughs> about what's happening in the agile community is we've been doing really well with getting better at delivery, right. but not so much at discovery. And we may not be building and delivering the right products and uh, or doing them well. And what's happening that I'm finding is um, we're moving into the age of product and understanding product, product management, and the upstream the value of understanding the upstream needs versus let's just keep you know putting stuff in the backlog and delivering it so we've gotten really good at delivery and so now we are starting to turn our attention to hey how are we going about figuring out even what to deliver right so product people can keep feeding the machine you know the the delivery engine but we need to be feeding the right stuff in and over many years in working in this space, um, <clears throat> this is what I talked about this morning, I have found that there's patterns that work to do really well with discovery. And they fall into two large categories, context and collaboration. So context, and you'd think this is kind of common sense, some of this stuff is, but context <laughs> means a couple of things. It means first understanding the end game, And it is surprising, you'll stumble upon Agile teams that, you know, they're working off of a backlog, but they don't really know, well, why are we doing this? What's the vision? What's the goals, objectives? What's the roadmap? So that's a very basic thing, but it rallies people into having a connection with strategy, with their team and their personal work. So context is knowing the end game. And another thing that we found that's, Somewhat surprising is that um, context is also about the people that need to collaborate, right. and um, many agile teams just focus on okay, we're just going to focus on the customer. Or we'll focus on the technology needs, and we really think that there are three realms: the business, customer, and technology. And we need to understand all of them and what they value. And you know, one of my little sayings is that values in the eyes of the beholder. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it truly is. And it sounds like, you know, th- through this work of, of discovery, delivery, discovery, delivery, what you're really pushing is alignment among all of the, the, the people involved. And there hasn't been a great focus on that. I think you're right. We're supposed to value individuals and interactions over processes and tools, but it's the processes and tools that we focused on. And we did that through delivery, and we made sure that through process and tools, we're getting software out. But those individuals and interactions—I think you're right—we've left behind. Uh, and I think it's just very powerful stuff, and which is why I said you've, you've weaponized discovery. You know, it, it's that focus on the alignment, on getting—you know—those groups of people together, setting the right context and vision. You know, suddenly you can find out: Are we doing the right thing, right time for the right purpose and mm-hmm. people? And and suddenly those discussions become important again. You know, as you do these teachings and, and as people uh, read your book and they, they start commenting, are you seeing the light bulb moments? Are you seeing richer discussion around product and even better products emerge? You know, what has been the, the impact that you've been able to, to notice so far?
1: Yeah. Um, yes. And. <laughs>
0: what a terrible question, right? And. Yes. Here's, and. A, here's a yes or no question. <laughs> well, the answer is yes.
1: <laughs> yes. And it's also not so easy to right. do. Right. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of patterns that organizations follow, and there still is, believe it or not, a, a, a good amount of siloing right. that happens. Um, you know, between product and engineering or dev, or between leadership and product or leadership and dev, and um, being able to collaborate holistically, pull people together as partners. That was one of the other things we want to think of not stakeholders, but we want to think of acting as product partners, even though at any given point in time, somebody, a product champion or a product owner has to make some tough calls right. about which is going to be the higher value. Um, you know, it's just basic design thinking talked about getting right. multiple perspectives. And unless we get those multiple perspectives, we're not going to be able to do innovate when we just can't. Um, and it, it's interesting you use the term weaponized, and I thought of I sort of, kind of think of those three D. Mo- I'm not a game player. Right, right, right. I, I you know, but yeah, you see me, things me n- splattering. Me neither. Uh huh. <laughs> sure, you're not. Sure, you're not. Uh, but I live with, you know, my husband plays game, uh, sure. does does gaming, and I have two sons, and they've done this kind of stuff. It's just not in my Whatever wiring, but when you say weapons, you know we're not talking about weapons of mass destruction no. here. We're talking of uh, weapons of creation, of innovation, right. of collaboration. Um, that that's a positive. Absolutely,
0: uh, and it was meant that way. I think really it's you know weapons of insight. It's interesting you talk about the organizations and, and the silos and and what's always struck me. So my career has spanned mostly Fortune 500 companies across multiple multiple areas, so medical device, financial services, retail. So I've hit a lot of different, uh, different areas. You've been
1: around for a young-looking guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, thank you. But, uh, but yeah, it, it seems like we're still organized around roles and functions mm-hmm. and, and all these things, and, and what has still not taken hold is the, the idea that we should build companies around product. And it seems like just taking that step, and I think that's where you're going with the, the discovery and the execution, is that discovery side, part of that, I think, has to be aligning a company to a product and not to an org chart or a role-based system. And, and I wonder, are we close? I mean, do you see the, that that needle's moving towards the realization that we have to organize around product, or are we still going to be in this, this area where, you know, I'm going to build my fiefdom here, and this is my silo, and you get your silo, and you get your silo. And if you want to bust across it, you got to talk at a VP level.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a, it's a. This is a tough nut to crack. So two things that come to mind. One is that, and I really appreciate that you brought up about the roles right. because um, this is a big struggle, and it's a struggle for teams transitioning new to agile because they may have, be a discipline of a tester or an analyst, uh, and and uh, and they say or user experience. Uh, Discipline, And they say, well, if I'm looking at Scrum, where am I? Where, right. What's my role? Um, and we like to say, and Mary Gorman and I wrote an article called, It's the Goal, Not the Role. Right, it's the goal, not the role. And this was writing specifically about business analysis as a discipline, because of so much confusion and consternation and worry. Where do I fit? How do I fit? Yeah. You know, these disciplines. You know, you know, I'm sure of the concept of a T person. Yep, that has deep discipline um, in the vertical axis, and then but wide appreciation for the other disciplines. That is something I think we are as humans. Agile for humans. (laughs) As humans, we're always going to struggle with that unless we do that context work, right? So that people do know the end game or their quote geo points. As I I love that expression. And the thing about product, I really think we are moving into the age of product, but it's going to be a bit of a slog because there's so much out there about project. Sure, and. I don't know, maybe three-plus years ago, I gave a talk (laughs) called Products, Not Projects, and shook up some people by doing that and continue to like to do that (laughs) talk, not to be a pain in the butt or consternation, but where does the value really come from? It comes from the product, not from a project.
0: Right, but you can control a project, and that CFOs like that. PMOs like that and it is a hard nut to crack and it's one of those structures that I think we pulled far too many things from from manufacturing you know I I think Mm. we we look at uh, building widgets and we think that's the way to do it we'll form a project We'll, we'll remove hand from head We'll tell tell people how to do it. And this this idea of knowledge work has just really shaken everything up. It's one of those. But
1: but have we really able to control projects in software? No. I don't think so. It's it's always (laughs)
0: illusion of control, but there are some that that grip that uh, more than anything else, which is why they say, well, fill your role. And stay in your box and don't hey, you're on the IT side. Why are you helping with business requirements? Yeah. Well, because they needed help. Well, hey, now you're responsible and you could be blamed. Don't do that. You know, you have all these things going on that that seem like you can control things. The the control is illusory. Yeah. Did I say that right? Illusory? The illusion uh, of control. The illusion of control. Let's just say that. And in the meantime, you've lost alignment, you've lost focus on your product. And what are you really delivering? And I and I really that's why I really appreciated you know, the infinity loop with discovery and delivery. It's that we have to have that insight. We have to know what we're doing. We have to constantly refine that and rediscover it, and then we can deliver incrementally in it. It's very powerful stuff. I'm looking forward to reading your book, Discover to Deliver. Agile product planning and analysis, I think, uh, if it's anything like the talk, I think that you and Mary have put together a great work here, and I've actually I've gone through a little bit of it just uh, over at the table. It's it's going to be on my shelf very soon, I'm sure, right. and uh, looking forward to reading that. Is there anything else you have going on that you'd like to get in front of the listeners, anything that you'd like to promote? Uh, are you speaking anywhere else? Any workshops? You know, How are you keeping busy?
1: Oh, keeping busy <laughs> a lot with... Client work. So most of the work that we do is on site. So we occasionally do um, public work, but um, we have, we do have some stuff. I can't really talk about yet. That is coming out. Sure. That, that will be coming out um, publicly. But one of the things we're working on also is that some of our large, medium to large clients who have been using these practices um, so we go in and we do training and we do discovery workshops and we do coaching around this. They want to they – they're very smart. They realize they want to have people who can do this discovery work and lead these kind of discovery sessions, whether it's road mapping, the big view, or release level, the preview, or the now view, which are much more informal – um, so we're working on a, a program, let's call it a lowercase a accreditation program, <laughs> to help people get to that point. Um, so that this, these skills, and, you know, the thing is that it's a, it's a mix of skills. It's um, certainly uh, facilitation skills. Sure. Very big, <clears throat> very important. And obviously understanding agile, agile lean practices and how that, how all of that works. So how you fit this um, the discovery work in. Um, but there's also another aspect, which is understanding requirements sure. and visual models. Because there's such a strong visual aspect to this. It's so much faster to have conversations that incorporate visuals. Right. You know, the discovery brain, I talk about that. We need to feed the brain <laughs> with these visual, tactile, auditory things. And so um, that's a real opportunity for learning for some people and um, um so it's an interesting mix of skills that we find that people need uh, to be able to to be really successful well it sounds
0: There's, like you fun you have found some very fun clients that are doing some interesting things and i i wish you uh, only luck and success and and good things coming out of that because it, these things these ideas are powerful and uh Definitely looking forward to some of the, the things that you have coming up that you'll be announcing. And, and yeah. perhaps we can uh, talk you into joining us over Skype and we can talk about these things in depth and, and get a little deeper on these topics.
1: Yeah. And people can go out to the – well, we have our ABG Consulting website. Okay. And, and – um, and then you can see some of the services that we provide in our upcoming events. However, also I want to mention that the book, Discover to Deliver, is has its own website. Okay. And there is a bunch of resources out there. So you can download um, the seven product dimensions so that you can set up your own product options board. Excellent. Some people call it a discovery board. In the resources area, discover2todeliver.com. And many of the images, you know, the book has a lot of visuals in it, and many of the images you can download as well. So. Great. So
0: we'll make sure to get links to uh, both your consulting site and to the book site, into the show notes, and uh, so that the listeners can go out and check all of that out. And again, Ellen, really appreciate you carving some time out for me. We, we know you're busy, so we'll let you get back to the, the conference activities here in Columbus, Ohio at the Path to Agility Conference. So thank you again, and uh, really enjoyed this.
1: Thank you, and thank you, Ryan, for this service to our community doing these podcasts.
0: Thanks for listening to Agile for Humans. Let's keep the conversation going. Drop us a question on Twitter at Agile for Humans or visit agileforhumans.com. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training.